0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey, legends. Welcome to this week's episode of the show. A big thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate your time and your attention. Uh, If this is one of the first episodes you've listened to, then welcome. Feel free to go back through and check out some of the past episodes. I think there's definitely something there for absolutely everybody, Um, whether it's some of the things that I've spoken about from my experiences in the industry or whether it's from some of our incredible guests. There's definitely some value there for everybody who is listening today Um, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you are a weekly listener, then thank you. Um, As I always say, I really do appreciate Your support and I'm hoping that today's episode can provide a lot of value Um, as you've probably seen from the title of today's show. It is going to be specific to females and I've actually done an episode very similar to this. Um, It was about a year and a half or maybe two years ago I think it was so I wanted to just kind of um, touch over it again today uh, to help as many people as I possibly can. I know we have um, a lot more listeners on the show now which is fantastic. Um, and and I just wanted to, to make sure that I could cover a few of these points. And, and as I said, hopefully help a few people out today. So if you think that uh, you know someone who could also gain some benefit and value from listening to this episode, please do take a screenshot of the show and post it up on your Instagram story for me. Um, even if you just tell a friend about the episode, uh, tag them uh, in your story, tag me in your story, um, you know, just even send them the link to check out Uh, today's show because as I said, I think it's going to help a lot of girls out there um, to kind of kickstart their own health and fitness journey or maybe there's just someone out there that's been struggling um, and it it may be you. You may be listening to this at the moment you've been struggling and you may hear one thing in today's show that that kind of changes it all for you and and helps you out and it's the one thing that's been holding you back. So let's hope that is the case. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over six different, uh, I guess, training and nutritional mistakes or you know you can call them mistakes misconceptions or maybe it's just the fact that you're just not educated enough um, on the topic and, and these are things that are going to be holding you back and and are gonna leave you I guess feeling not quite motivated to to continue to push on and try and strive for whatever goal you're working for because you feel like you're putting in a lot of work and you're just not seeing that the results that you're after and You know, something that I'm really big on is that you want to be getting uh, as much value as possible for the effort that you are putting in. So, the reward for the effort you're putting in needs to be significant. And it's the same when I work with clients. You know, I I talk about this all the time. It's not necessarily a fantastic business model, but I want to make sure that every single person that works with me, after, you know, not that long of time, in a short period of time, that they don't actually need me anymore. And what I mean by that is I want to be able to provide value, whether it be on training, nutrition, motivation, whatever it is. Like I want to be able to give you the information you need to take control of your own training and nutrition and to be able to understand why you are doing the things that you are doing. Because it's it's so important. You should be asking as many questions as possible. And, you know, that's why when I do work with clients, I try and make it as personalized as possible because, you know, although these challenges out there, there's there's programs that are very short and they're kind of quick fixes and yes, they may give you results in a short period of time but majority of the time, you have zero, re- you have zero, zero understanding as to why you've seen results. Um, it's not sustainable, it's not something that you can do over a long period of time and you tend to go backwards once it's done. So. I just wanted to put this this episode together today to help everybody out there that is struggling at the moment to understand what they should be doing. Um, I, there's definitely no one size fits all for absolutely everybody. Um, I just don't think, I just don't think that's the case. Um, but what I do know is that the fundamentals uh, are the same regardless of what approach you take. And and I know that um, there's also a lot of garbage out there. There's just a lot of shit that doesn't need to to be. You don't need to waste your time on it. Basically. Um, so these six mistakes and misconceptions that I've kind of just jotted down in the notes in my phone today, I wanted to go over them and like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of people that can can value from it and get value from it, sorry. And you know, like uh, working in the health and fitness industry, I obviously don't just work with females and a lot of the stuff today will apply to to guys as well but I see I get a lot of enjoyment out of being able to help girls who have never been in in the gym before that have been scared to go and lift weights or girls that have a misconception of what strength training is and what result, results they're going to get from it. I, I really enjoy being able to provide value and education, I uh, sorry, and to educate people on, on the facts of, of what strength training and resistance training will do for you. And firsthand, to be able to work with people and, and see that moment where they realize that, you know, holy shit, I should have started this a fucking long time ago. <laughs> And, and to get that understanding and the knowledge to be able to take control of their own training and nutrition and have that confidence in themselves and have that confidence that they can achieve their, their goals, whatever their goals are, by themselves and, and, and knowing that they're doing it in the right way and in a way that's enjoyable as well. So let's get stuck into um, some of these misconceptions and mistakes today. And if there's any more that you, that you can kind of add to this, and I'd love to hear from you as well. So feel free to send me an email. Uh, my email is danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. Um, and as I said, if you get some value from today's show, I would love it if you could screenshot it for me and post it. Just share it on your story. I just want to get as many people listening to this episode as I can. So the first one is that less is not always more when it comes to dieting and eating in a calorie deficit. So we know that to lose body fat, You need to be in a calorie deficit, meaning you're expending more energy than you're taking in. And this is something that I've spoken about in detail in previous episodes. So if you want to go and check that out, um, feel free to do so. But it's very easy to think to yourself, you know, all right, if I'm eating this much now and, and I want to lose body fat and I want to do it quite quickly, then to do that, I just need to cut out a heap of calories and I'm going to see results. And, you know, in all fairness, you will see results initially quite quickly. But that will plateau very, very, very quickly. And something that I talk about um, a bit is that, you know, the quicker that you lose weight, the more likely that it's going to be muscle loss and the less likely it's going to be fat. The quicker you gain weight, the more likely it's going to be body fat and the less likely it's going to be muscle mass. So it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You want to take your time, you know, all good things take time and and. Sometimes, a lot of the time with, with physical results, the slower the, the slower the better and I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear that but you just need that patience which a lot of people struggle to understand but less is not more when it comes to food and I'm going to give you a few examples. So, I would say no shit probably 9, nine out of 10 times when I start to work with a female client whether it be online, uh, whether it be in person and we start to work on their nutrition, the first thing that I do is bring their calorie intake up. Yes, you did hear that correctly. I bring that calorie intake up. And I know a lot of people are going to be thinking to themselves, like, how how does that work? I'm not going to say that eating in a, a severe calorie deficit puts you into starvation mode, because I think that's, that term gets thrown around a little bit too much, and it's probably not exactly true. But when you're not eating anywhere near enough calories, okay? So when you're in too much of a calorie deficit, and as I said, coming back to that kind of that thought process, process that less is more, it's just not the truth. If I'm in too much of a calorie deficit, here's the things that are going to happen. So eventually, over an extended period of time, it's going to slow my metabolism down. Um, in the short term, it's going to lead to poor energy levels. It's going to uh, lead to higher cortisol levels, so higher stress levels. It's going to lead to poor performance, okay? So my training sessions are going to be shit my neat okay so my non exercise activity um thermogenesis is going to be a lot lower um and and that is um that's an issue because that means i'm not burning as many calories i'm not burning as much energy through, throughout the day um so that's things like fidgeting that's like taking the stairs it's walking it's it's all that type of stuff that's going to be lower if my calorie intake is too low My enjoyment is going to be way down. I'm I'm going to fucking hate the whole process. I'm not going to enjoy it at all. Um, So overall, I'm in a big calorie deficit. The first couple of weeks, I'm probably going to see results, but that's going to slow down very quickly. And what I've also done is dug myself a pretty deep hole because from there, if I want to see more results, the, the, the thing that most people think of doing straight away is to reduce it even more. So now my calorie deficit is even larger. I'm eating... Next to nothing. My metabolism's suffering. My relationship with food is is becoming absolutely horrible, and I'm not making it very easy on myself to see results. And I'm hating the process. Now, if we talk about the opposite, and this is this is the the misconception that you need to eat less all the time. Maybe you need to bring that food in, intake up a little bit. And I'm obviously talking within reason. You do still need to be in a calorie deficit, but more more than likely, most like more than likely. Sorry. I'm struggling here with the English side of things. More more than likely, far out. I'm really struggling. More than likely, you you can be eating more than what you are. So let's say my maintenance intake is, and I'm going to use myself as an example here. Say my maintenance intake is two and a half thousand calories. Anything below that is a calorie deficit. So what I mean when I tell people to increase their food intake, so you know, you might come to me and you're only eating fourteen hundred calories a day, and I say to you, okay, well. These first couple of weeks, we're going to keep training the same. All I want you to do is start eating 16 or 1700 calories per day. Here's your protein minimum. I need you to hit that as well. Be as consistent as you possibly can. And you come back after a week, two weeks, and you go, "Holy shit! Like I've, I've managed to to lose weight. My my waist measurements have dropped. Uh, my body fat has gone down. My, the scales have changed. I'm feeling fantastic. My training's been great, and I've seen results. Like, how does this work if I'm eating more? Well, the answer is that you're still in a calorie deficit, but by increasing your calorie intake, you know here's here's the thing, we're going to reverse all those things from before. My metabolism is not suffering anywhere near as much. My training sessions are going to be better, so my energy output is actually higher now. So it's actually putting me into a further calorie deficit. It's increasing that negative energy balance. I'm not as hungry all the time, so I'm very much less likely to binge, okay? And, and that's what causes that vicious cycle that repeats itself over and over again. So that's not the case anymore. And and Lena, I'll we'll, I'll touch on this quickly as well. Even though I'm saying eating more food, you still need to be in a calorie deficit. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's going to be much easier than what it was before. Um, you know, my my neat the activity I'm doing throughout the day without even thinking about it is going to increase. I'm probably going to sleep better. I'm going to be stressing less, and all of this adds up. To a positive result. Okay, it helps with your relationship with food. You're able to eat more. You don't you don't hate every every step of the process, and you're going to be losing more body fat. And you know when you reach a plateau, which inevitably will, when you do reach that plateau, that's when you make the decision. You either slightly increase your Your energy output with training or you slightly decrease your calorie intake and then we rinse and repeat and go through that process again so that's the first misconception and mistake if you think that you may be in that boat then it may be time for you to raise your calorie intake up a little bit and start to eat a bit more and i think you'll be surprised at the outcome there the second misconception is that heavy weight um, will make you big and bulky and that is just not the truth and i know how that can seem like it would be the case you know when i'm not going to lie when i was younger I thought exactly the same thing. I remember saying to a good friend of mine one day, we were in the gym together and we were discussing our gym programs and I've I've just said, you know, you know, on my new program, my trainer had given me a new program. And I'm looking at the program and it's got sets of five, six, seven, and 8. You know, the rep range is very low and I've just gone to my friend like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do this. I mean, if I lift anything less than 8, I'm just going to get too big and bulky and, and I'm going to put on a heap of muscle mass if I lift too heavy and go low reps. Yeah, well, fucking wasn't I extremely wrong. I mean, I've been trying to put on muscle mass <laughs> ever since I was about 16 and I have definitely not ran into the trouble of um, putting on too much muscle mass too quickly. I'll give you give you the tip. The thing is when we are trying to build lean muscle tissue and absolutely everybody should be trying to build lean muscle tissue regardless of whether you're male, female, um, regardless of what your goal is, Every the more lean muscle mass you have, the more lean muscle tissue your body holds the more energy you are able to burn at rest, okay? So that means you're expending more calories, expending more energy when you're doing absolutely nothing at all, okay? And we're going to talk about another one of the issues that comes from this in a second once we get to the next misconception, but heavyweight will not make you big and bulky, okay? And, you know, the kickback I get from from saying that to some people is, you know, they go, well, I was all I was doing before was cardio, and now I've started doing weights and I feel like I'm, I'm getting bigger. I feel like my legs are getting bigger. Now, here's the thing. Weights don't automatically make you big, okay? I'm telling you that right now. That is not going to happen. If, if you're worried about that happening, then stop because it's just not going to happen. The chances are you are overeating. You are in a calorie surplus. When you you start resistance training, you start strength training, all of a sudden, you're a lot hungrier Hungrier because you're expending more energy, okay? Okay? So your energy uh, output is probably not as high as what your calorie. So your calorie intake is probably higher than your energy output. So you're in a calorie surplus, which is why you may be feeling like you are gaining some size and getting a little bit bigger. If that's the case, it's a calorie intake issue, not the strength training. Okay, so don't be afraid of lifting heavy weights. You're, you want to be working through a number of different rep ranges, which I'll touch on in a second, but don't be afraid to lift heavy weight. The, the goal every single time you go to the gym should be to progressively overload and what that means is you're doing more reps, more sets or more weight over time. On all exercises and in particular your, your first kind of couple of exercises of the session which are usually going to be compound lifts. So big movements where we're using multiple joints at the one time, multiple muscle groups. They require the, the most um, amount of energy. They're the really important exercises to be absolutely nailing and overloading over time because the more we do that, we, I was discussing this with a client the other day. Um, you know, we talked. I was talking about how I might even use this example a bit later on, but um, about how doing, let's say we're doing a spin class four times per week. Okay, so you go to the spin class four times per week. Um, you put out basically the same amount of uh, effort in every single session, and you know the first few sessions it's hard as. Look, if I went today and did a spin class, I would die in the ass in the first five minutes. Cause it's not something I do often. Whereas you go in and you've got your regulars there that are there four times per week and they're cruising through every session and their body's not changing much. The reason for that is because you're not giving your body a reason to change. If I decided that tomorrow I was going to run three kilometers at, the, at a certain pace and then every single day I ran three kilometers at that same pace every single day, that is not challenging me. If it gets to the point where my body is able to adapt to that very quickly and it doesn't require as much energy to complete, so I'm not giving my body a reason to change. So by lifting heavier weight over time, getting stronger on all your lifts in the gym, you are allowing your body to change. You're giving it a reason to change. You're telling it that it needs to adapt to be able to adapt to the stimulus that you're giving it and that is how your body changes. So that's the second one. Second misconception is just don't be scared of lifting heavy weights. It's not going to make you big and bulky. Number three is that lightweight and high reps uh, the misconception is that lightweight and high reps will, will give you muscle tone or definition. Now, I'm going to keep this one pretty short and sweet. When it comes to how we look our body composition and, you know, the term toning and muscle definition gets thrown around an absolute shitload, I have very bad news for you. You cannot tone a muscle, okay? The only thing that you can do with a muscle is either increase it or decrease it in size, Okay, so it can get smaller or bigger. You can't change the shape of your muscle. That's a genetic thing. Um, you're born with a certain shape and, and that's, it is what it is. You can make that muscle bigger by building lean muscle tissue. And how we achieve that muscle definition or the look of toning a muscle, which is such a common goal among people and particularly with females, the way you tone a muscle is to reduce your overall body fat percentage, by eating in a calorie deficit. So if I want to create the illusion of a toned muscle, a toned body, I need to have lean muscle tissue there first, okay? So going back to number two, we need to be getting stronger over time. And my body fat percentage needs to be low enough overall, okay? Because you can't spot reduce body fat. I can't just say, um, fuck, I'd love some really shredded abs, so I'm going to do a heap of sit-ups. It doesn't work like that. Where if, you know, Everyone has their stubborn areas where they take a little bit longer than others to lose body fat in. You just need to stay in that deficit for an extended period of time until your overall body fat percentage drops down Um, and that's what creates the illusion of a, a toned or defined muscle okay and that is not achieved with lightweight and high reps which is why a lot of my programming around females is in the gym. It's not just body weight exercises. Now, you know, I work with the girls from Keep It Cleaner. I work with Steph and Laura, and we've put together an incredible program using minimal weights, using higher reps, using a lot of our body weight. And there's definitely tons of ways that we can overload muscles without heavy weights and without, um, you know, and, and utilizing our body weight. There is definitely so many ways we can do that. But even in the Keep It Cleaner program, we're, we're making sure that we are overloading. We're giving the, the body a reason to change. It's not just doing a heap of body weight reps. The goal there is to still overload as often as we possibly can. So if you want to create that illusion of a toned or defined muscle, you need to give your body a reason to change first. So build that lean muscle tissue. Don't be afraid of lifting weights. And then reduce your overall body fat percentage enough to the point where it creates that illusion because that's where you can see the shape of the muscle that you have built. Now, the lifting the light weight for high reps gets to a point where similar to what I talked about with the, with the spin classes or going for a run and keep in mind, both of those things are completely fine and we'll touch on that later in the show but if we get to the point where that's just easy and we don't need to really put in that much effort to achieve that, like similar when you're lifting light weight for high reps, just because you feel a bit of a burn after 30 reps doesn't mean that you're going to be changing much at all. Okay. Not only does it take a lot longer to achieve a very similar result as lifting a heavier weight with lower reps, but <coughs> there's a very good reason why your muscles are burning. You've just done fucking 30 or 40 reps. I mean, it's just not necessary, okay? And and the rep range that that we that we should be kind of aiming to work towards most of the time is anywhere between, I'd say, 6 to 15 reps to build that lean muscle tissue. And obviously, there's going to be times where we do a lot higher reps, uh, which is completely fine as well. Uh, again, we're giving the body a reason to change. But overall, when we're looking to overload, particularly with the compound lifts, stick between that kind of 6 to 15 rep range and get stronger in there. And you will see those results that you're after. Okay, misconception and um, I guess mistake number four is that, um, you know, with, with the training side of things, I'm going to go back to training and, um, you know, I will touch on some calorie stuff again. Um, but going into the gym, I, I can completely understand, you know, I'll talk to a, a new female client and they'll tell me that, you know, the reason why I've never been and done strength training before is that it's intimidating going into the gym. Um, it seems like it's more of a thing for guys to go and do. I don't know what to do. Um, and, and a lot of the time, let's be honest, the, the, the females, in particular, um, have probably lent towards more of a cardio-based training style, um, which, which is, you know, it's just the truth. I'm not kind of making that up. That's just how it is, and that's completely fine, and it's very common. So you get that, you know, you talk to anyone who runs a bit, and they say you get that runner's high, or after you do cardio, you just feel you're, you're releasing all the endorphins, and you've got the dopamine, and you feel feel great. And it may not be necessarily the same feeling when you go into the gym and you think that you probably can't achieve that same feeling by going in and lifting weights and resting between sets and all that type of stuff. Um, and I'm here to tell you that you can, okay? And and once you get to the point where you're able to keep the intensity up high enough in your sessions, you're starting to see strength gains, you're starting to see the changes in your body, you're starting to understand how great you feel from that strength training you're starting to see how much more productive your days are after you've trained in the morning or you're seeing how much your motivation is up when you see the fact that you've been able to increase your barbell squats by 10 kilos over the last couple weeks things like that when we start to see all these changes it's not just the physical changes that that we experience it's it's the the mental and emotional changes as well you know, your self-esteem, your confidence is going to go through the roof. Your productivity is going to go through the roof. You you know, the confidence in yourself, knowing that you can go in there and do that and, and that you are in control of your own results and that you are getting stronger. And, you know, when I'm training with females in the gym and we're doing, say, some heavy deadlifts, I mean, there's not much more that's empowering, I think, for, for a female than being able to go in there and... And do a strong weight, and see the fact that you've gotten stronger, and see the fact that the work you're putting in is paying off. And you look at that barbell, and there's some heavy weights on there, and you and you feel really proud, and you feel really good about yourself. Okay, so that that mental and emotional side of things, I guess, is probably not even much of a misconception. It's just something that people don't think about that much. This is like one of the reasons why I fell in love with strength training in the first place, is because not only physically it changed me, but but mentally it was. So great, like it, it just completely changed everything. It made me so much more of a confident person, helped with my self esteem. Everything just felt so much better, and that's that's something that's a big reason as to why I try and get people into that now. And you know, even with my new female strength and fat loss course that's just been released lately, um, and I'll have a link to that um, for anybody listening today that that is struggling with their own programming at the moment and you want to give something a try, then this is the best course that i've put together but inside that course there's different modules and obviously i've got a a very big emphasis on the training and nutrition but outside of that we put a big emphasis on the mental side of things okay so headspace mindset all that type of stuff get gaining clarity around what you actually want how it needs to be achieved we put a big emphasis emphasis on daily rituals how to build up our healthy habits and forming those habits that are needed and are necessary to, to achieve a bigger and better goal. And you know, the response has been so far and and it always is, even when I work with clients in the gym is that their headspace is just so much better. Their confidence is so much better. They're feeling so great about themselves. They leave, have a very productive day at work or whatever. Um, and, and that's awesome. I think the the more, sorry guys, we've just got a, a guest guest on the podcast. Um, Leo um, is outside having a, a sing-along by the sounds of it. I think he's calmed down a little bit now. Uh, but that's that's the fourth one. So I think um, the misconception is that you're just putting too much thought to the physical side of things and you're not understanding the benefits that you will see phys- uh, mentally and emotionally as well. Number five is the, the, the misconception is that carbohydrates are the enemy. And I know everybody follows different approaches with their nutrition, but this is just something that comes up over and over and over again Um, girls avoiding carbohydrates in the belief that it's the reason why they can't lose body fat it's the reason why they're gaining weight and it's not the truth i mean you know the the thing that people say to me most often when i tell them that you shouldn't be afraid of carbs or they go well all right well i i cut out all my carbohydrates and i lost a heap of body fat i felt really good i lost a heap of weight and so obviously carbs are the reason why i lost weight But it's not. So if I said to you right now, and we've talked about this on the show before, if I said to you, okay, um, I want you to cut out carbohydrates, and you actually looked at what you are eating at the moment normally, I could almost guarantee that a high percentage of your calorie intake is coming from carbohydrates. So by cutting them out, obviously you are taking a huge chunk of calories away. You're taking them away. So there should be no surprise, no shock when you go and lose a heap of, of weight because you've just taken a massive chunk of calories out. Now if I said to you we're going to cut carbohydrates out but we're going to replace those calories with fats then guess what? You wouldn't be losing that weight in the first place. So carbohydrates are not the enemy and in no way am I saying that everybody should be eating a heap of carbs or am I saying that you need to be eating carbs to, to be in the best shape of your life or anything along those lines. All I'm trying to get across and it may be for you maybe you're scared of eating fats. All I'm trying to get across is that particularly with your carbohydrate and fats ratio, it is highly irrelevant. You don't want to restrict yourself from anything you know you can't go the rest of your life without or you don't want to restrict yourself to the point where you're not even enjoying what you're doing because it won't last. When it comes to nutrition, and I've spoke about this before, the main focus and the emphasis should be on your overall calorie intake, your protein minimum, and that minimum should be, in my opinion, 2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. And then aiming to get majority of your calories from nutrient-dense, whole foods, allowing yourself that 10 to 20% to come from things that, I guess, are more enjoyable or things you may be craving. But do not be afraid of certain macronutrient groups, particularly carbohydrates. Because by cutting them out, it kind of comes back to that step number one. By cutting out the, the uh, a, a large energy source for most people, most people aren't accustomed to just eating fats. So your energy levels are going to be shit, especially initially. And if you're someone that enjoys carbs, all of a sudden that that interferes and and um and has an impact on like your social life as well. You're not going out and eating with friends anymore. You're avoiding certain things when you go to cafes and restaurants, and it's not enjoyable. So. If you're worried about eating carbohydrates because you think that's holding you back, then I'm telling you that it's not, okay? And unless you um, have some some issue that has is actually been diagnosed by a doctor, then the chances are you are overthinking it. You need to be looking more so at your calorie intake, your protein minimum, and getting a majority of your calories from nutrient-dense foods. And the biggest thing, to be perfectly honest, is that you are consistent, most people just aren't anywhere near enough consistent with, with, with their efforts. So you're yo-yoing up and down with your calories. You're yo-yoing up and down with your training. And you know all of your energy is focused on the fact that you shouldn't be eating fucking carbohydrates. And you're talking to about it with your friends and and, you, and it's a big, big topic all the time. And you got to avoid carbs and you feel really bad when you're eating carbohydrates. But that's the least of your worries. Your main focus should be on training properly, getting, getting, you know, putting in the work in the gym, overloading, targeting each muscle group twice per week, eating in a calorie deficit, eating enough protein, staying hydrated enough, sleeping properly. The carbohydrates thing should be like the last thing on that list, and it's not something that you should be afraid of. So that's a big misconception and something that I think a lot of people need to get over um, because not only is it holding you back from achieving your body composition goals, it's also just making you feel miserable and, and not enjoy the process and for me and I think for everybody listening to this show that one of the main things that you should be focused on is enjoying the process. If you don't enjoy it, then what's the point? I mean, it should be enjoyable, it should be fun for you and it should be something that you can actually um, look forward to doing because if you wake up every day and you, think of it now, if you wake up every day and at the moment you're you're stressing out about what you're eating. You're not really looking forward to your meals. All you can think about is you wish you could eat those that slice of pizza, or you wish you'd go and have a pasta. Imagine how much better and less stressed you'd feel, and more enjoyable the whole process would be if you woke up every morning genuinely looking forward to what you're going to eat for the day. Um, you know, and thinking about being able to go out for dinner on the weekend with your friends, or go out for breakfast, or whatever it is. So. Don't put yourself in a position where you're creating an unhealthy relationship with food but also just doing something that's completely unnecessary by avoiding carbohydrates you just don't need to do that now moving on to our last um, one for today's episode the the misconception or mistake number six here is that cardio is the answer to fat loss and I've spoken about this in great detail um, and and this is always going to be a I think this is always going to be a topic that gets brought up a lot um, and a misconception that that you need to be doing cardio to lose body fat or that the reason you're losing fat is from cardio and it's just not the case. Now, I'm definitely not saying that cardio um, isn't or that you shouldn't be doing cardio. I, I, I can tell you for an actual fact that it's not necessary to lose body fat. You can still lose body fat and get in the very best shape of your life without doing any form of, of cardio. Okay, and what I mean by that is like, you know, just cardio. I will talk about this in a second, but we do get our heart rates up enough to be, you can always classify it as cardio in resistance training, but you don't need to do cardio to lose body fat. I've done, I've got on got in the very best shape of my whole entire life, like as lean as I've ever been in my life to the point where I was like unhealthily lean um, on purpose without doing any cardio at all. I was doing resistance training six days per week. The intensity was through the roof. I was very disciplined with my nutrition, with my macros and my calorie intake. And I got extremely lean without doing any cardio. So what I'm trying to say is that cardio is only part of the answer. It's not the answer, okay? Because the exact opposite is true. I've done a case study where I went from doing no cardio to doing hours of cardio every single week. In that process, I increased my food intake enough to the point where I was not in a calorie deficit. Even though I was doing, say, three hours of cardio a week, I was eating enough to the point where I was in a surplus to show that you can still gain weight when you're doing a lot of cardio. So if you're someone listening to this show at the moment that is worried about doing strength training, that's that's worried about doing resistance training and you're stuck in your ways of just doing cardio... I can tell you now that by just doing cardio, it's not gonna give you that shape, it's not gonna give you that 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 body that you are probably aiming for. And you know, if you're someone that just loves cardio, I'm not telling you to stop doing it. I would never tell anyone to stop doing something that they enjoy most. But what I am telling you, it's not the only answer. So if you're trying to lose body fat, you're trying to to get that definition and you know, as I said before, that toned look then you need to have some form of muscle mass there and you're not going to get that from just doing cardio all the time. And I'm also telling you that it's not just the only answer. So by doing cardio, you're not automatically going to lose body fat. I promise you. That's not how it works. Your body doesn't just go to itself. Oh, fuck, I've just gone for a run and I've done it three times this week and I've also gone and done a spin class. I'm going to get leaner this week. You need to be expending more calories than you are taking in. You need to be expending more energy than you're taking in. You need to be in a negative energy balance and that comes from eating in a slight calorie deficit expending more energy than you're taking in and that can be from resistance training and 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 if i'm giving you my honest opinion i think that majority of your training should be resistance and strength training and you should use cardio to supplement that to help increase your energy output if you need to 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 put yourself in a further calorie deficit and and you know i also want to mention that I'm a big believer in, obviously, um, trying to make sure that your headspace is in the right place as well. And for a lot of people doing some cardio, whether it be going for a walk, a jog, whatever it is, it's just great for the headspace. So keep it in there. That's fine. But take into account that it's not the only reason why you're going to be losing body fat. And even if you are doing the cardio, I think you should still be aiming for some form of resistance and strength training multiple times per week. Um... If I'm being honest, I pers- personally I think you should be doing it at least three times per week, um, ideally four, and then you can use cardio as a tool to help increase your your calorie deficit to increase your energy output. Or if you just love cardio, keep it in there. I actually do more cardio now while I'm trying, while I'm not trying to lose fat, than what I do when I'm trying to lose fat, and and the purpose of that or the reason for that is when I'm trying to lose fat, I'm putting all of my energy, all of my focus into my resistance training, I'm expending a lot of energy in those sessions. Now, you'd be extremely surprised if you went and put on an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or whatever and you wore that for a high-intensity resistance training session, how many calories you actually burn in an hour of that, okay? Like I said before, if you're doing a run a few times a week, it's always the same track, it's always the same pace, you don't really break that much of a sweat, but you do feel good after it, then that's great that you feel good, but don't think that that run is giving you more benefit than going in and doing resistance training for an hour where you're actually building lean muscle tissue, where you're giving your body a reason to change and you're challenging yourself, okay? They all, they all have a part to play, they do, but cardio is not the only answer, it's only part of the answer and that brings us to the end um, of today's episode today and I really do hope that you've taken some value from some of the stuff that I've said um, today. I know there was a lot to probably take in, so you may even want to go back through and, and write down a few notes or write down these six misconceptions. I'm going to go through them one more time now for you just to to get your head around them and to write them down if you'd like to. But the first one is that less is not more when it comes to food. Um, you may need to look at bringing your calorie intake up. Number two is that heavy weight won't make you big and bulky, okay? That's just not the case. Um, you should be trying to give your body a reason to change and overload as much as possible number three is that lightweight and high reps will not tone your muscles okay it's not the it's not the answer um, there is a place for, for lightweight and high reps particularly with rehab and endurance ty- um, style training um, but but remember the the tone the definition look is an illusion and it's created by building lean muscle tissue and having low enough body fat percent to reveal the shape of that muscle Number four um, is that it's not just about the physical changes. It's not just about the physical response when we go to the gy- gym and train or when we eat in a calorie deficit. It's also about making sure that um, that we are Im- increasing or improving our headspace, our mindset, our confidence, our self-esteem um, and our motivation as well and belief in ourselves that we can achieve these goals and, and then go and crush every other part of our life as well because you know, you'll know that if you have a great training session and all other areas of your life that day seem to be um, a lot better as well. Number five is that carbohydrates aren't the enemy, okay? Get that out of your mind. They're not the enemy. We need to make sure that our main focus is that you are in a calorie deficit, eating enough protein, being consistent as fuck, eating, uh, staying well hydrated, okay? That's another big thing, staying well hydrated and getting enough rest and recovery and training in an optimal way to see our results. And then the last one is that cardio is only part of the answer. It's not the only answer. Um, It does play a role and it's very enjoyable for some people, Um, but I still think your main focus should be on resistance and strength training. So guys, thanks so much for tuning into today's show. I do appreciate it a lot. I hope you've enjoyed the show. As I said, if you have enjoyed it, please do take a screenshot and post it up on your story for me. Um, Tag me. I'd love to hear your feedback, and I hope you've taken some value. Um, Thanks for listening, and I look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode.